Wow. The day is here again. Uh, if I would choose, I never would have started this. But then, this is my mind playing a huge trick on me. Special thanks to Anchor FM for distributing my show for free. It means a lot to me. Oh. I so much appreciate this. And to my huge fans out there, lol. I know you all are huge. I know you all are huge. Thank you so much. Kindly help us share the link to this episode because it is correcting so much issues. Young ones like myself are passing through. Thank you all for coming to the show again. Oh, seeing you all listening to this, eh, it means so much to me. The show, but what do I know, looks at people's past, the wrong choices they made and what step they took to correcting them. We are looking at other people's regrets, but today we are doing something a lot different. We are looking at the negotiation between the mind and the word of God. Under this, we would consider purpose and passion. (laughs) But yeah, look at me. (laughs) What do I know? So I brought someone on the show that knows so much than me. You should guess who it is. You don't know, you don't know. All right, let us watch out for who this wonderful person is. (laughs) I'm sure so many people are guessing. I am very sure so many people are guessing, but let me help you. Let me help you and um, tell you who this wonderful person is. On the show tonight, I have, I call him Bro Steve. I call him Bro Steve. He's actually Stephen Ayobami's son, a child and lover of God who desires the art of the Father. That is, all men be saved and comes to the knowledge of the truth. He's a student who no one is beyond that student um, tag. If you are the type that continues to learn, continues to get better, then you are a student. Either you're a student of this life, you're a student of <laughs> people's uh, past, or you're a student of God's word. We have so many kind of students, but this one is a student and a lover of God, a student of academics, a student of books, a student of every kind of good student. <laughs> that is who uh, Stephen Hayobami son is. He currently works as vice principal in a school and an administrator also. Mm. Alright, this is a brief something to talk about this person. I welcome you to the show tonight, sir. Thank you for coming.
All right. I just left his house now. I actually went to carry him. I went to carry Bro, Steve, I brought him to the show. So you're welcome to the show, bro. Steve, san Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you so much. So all our fans are actually ready to hear from you today. But before we go into the drill, before we move into the major drill, the Yorubas would say the cocoa Koku, before we get to that part, would you please um, tell us, quick one, what is purpose, what is passion? Because we are actually considering the topic, the negotiation between the mind and the word of God on purpose and passion. I am sure you are also aware because this is what you do, that so many of us have lost our main our passion, our main purpose. So many of us, uh, I wrote something yesterday. I said, because your friend is doing this, because your friend sells pop-off, you also want to sell pop-off because she's making money. Are you very sure this is what you should do? So many of us are chasing. We are chasing shadows. We left the important things and we are chasing after other people's passion. Our purpose is very clear, but we don't know it yet. So I want you to explain to every one of us quickly, what is purpose, what is passion? We have so much to talk about today, but um, let us start with this. You're welcome, sir. Please, what is purpose and also what is passion? Okay, let me, let me take it from the beginning of the creation of man. The book of Genesis 1 26 says, And God said, Let us create man in our own image. That was a conversation between the Godhead, between divinity before man came into being. And he said, Let him have dominion over the fall of the sea, over the over the fall of the air, over the fish of the sea, right? everything that creepeth and all of those things. That is purpose. He was created for a purpose. So your purpose is your God-given assignment. Hmm. Purpose is the reason why you were created. Another example we can find in the book of Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 4, when God was saying, Before I formed thee, I have known thee, and I have ordained you. So your purpose is your God-given assignment or your God-given ordination. There's something God has ordained you to know and to become. Something God has ordained you to be. Something God has ordained you to accomplish. So that is your purpose. Now your passion is what you find pleasure in doing. For example, God's purpose for a man might be that is a preacher and that man's passion can be that he likes football if that man is not grounded in the word of god and he does not understand the way of the lord he can mistake his passion for his purpose like i was speaking to a footballer i think about two weeks back he was asking me 
he knows God wants him to be a preacher. How can he maximize that his purpose? How can he maximize his purpose even while being a footballer? I, I, I was actually sorry, I was actually about to ask you a question on that. That how can we link our purpose and um, passion together? How how are we very sure these two can't contradict the other? How are we sure this one can contradict the other? Like someone that um, his purpose is to be a pastor and his passion is like a likes to draw he likes to make artwork how are we sure these two are not contradicting the other yeah continue sir with you okay we'll, we'll get back to that question all right so your passion is what you actually enjoy doing what you find pleasure in doing what you find easy <laughs> when you do it so that is your passion your passion drives you what you just feel like doing every time whether you are comfortable or not but your purpose you have to be deliberate about it that you have to sit down you have to do your assignment well before you can accomplish it but passion you don't necessarily have to take your time to accomplish it because it is in you already you just have to allow it find expression so I feel that's the difference between purpose and passion. And I think I can give another example in the scripture. The Bible said that after a man was driven out from the Garden of Eden, they gave birth, right? Cain and Abel. Now, if you check, if you check the story when Joseph was in Egypt. And when his brothers came, when they asked them, what is your profession? Now, his brother said, we and our fathers are headsmen. We and our fathers, we are, we are farmers. Now, but if you look at the story of Cain, Cain was an hunter. You know, many people wonder why Cain had issues with God, right? Yes, yes, yes. We all now, thought that. Cain was... hunter against the will of the lord because when god created man god said man should till the ground against that was the purpose of creation but cain went against that purpose he was killing animals he was killing god's creature if you check it down again you come to the story of jacob and esau jacob was a farmer esau was an hunter you will be surprised why God will say from the womb that Jacob mm. have I loved, Esau have I hated. Because wow, so, because so, Esau, so. a profession that was not in line with God's purpose for man. So okay. any man who out of purpose will have a problem with his creator, with his creator rather, because every creation as a manual with his creator. So if the creation is going against the manual, it will definitely have a problem with his creator. All right. If you're a farmer, you should listen to this. So <laughs> you're actually doing the work of your fathers. 
<laughs> so what for <laughs> that is what it is. So what is for those of us that are actually not farmers, not tilling the ground? Well, that's on the lighter note. That's on the lighter note. Thank you so much for that um, explanation for shedding uh, this light into the study. But um, what is God's own for us? What is God's own for us? Most most of us are actually not getting this right. You know, when we're talking about the story of um, Cain and Abel, how Abel was stealing the ground, Cain was a farmer, meaning he was doing something otherwise to God's purpose for his life. Now, I have a question here. Most our purpose lead to God. Most our purpose lead to God. If God um, is saying, okay, this is my purpose for your life. This is my plan for your life. Most this purpose or this plan must lead to God, meaning that most the purpose indirectly or directly be channeled to serving God. Are you getting my questions? Sir? Yes. You know, most times, if, if we're in church, I'm taking it back to the church uh, word now, the church word, they will say your purpose is to is to is to preach the gospel. Your purpose is to serve God. Your purpose is to this. Your purpose is that. But I read in the Bible somewhere that says, now yeah, the conclusion of the whole matter that um, the whole duty of man is to do this and that. The whole duty of man is to serve God is to praise God, is to diligently worship his maker. And he said, this is the old duty of man. That is just the exact word it's used there. This is the old duty of man, that man should fear God. So if we say man should fear God, meaning that whoever is created should understand that there is God and we should fear him. But now our pastors are telling us something different, that if you are created, you must you must be a pastor. That is how they put it. So most of the times you see most of our teenagers and our youths are missing it. They do not want to be a pastor. Then if they do not um, accept to be a pastor, does it mean they are doing it wrongly? Because it's a norm African home that they all want their child to be a pastor. They all like to see their child wearing that suit and that tie standing in front of this um, congregation, telling them God loves them. But most everybody serves in this capacity. I hope you get my question, sir. Yes. Okay, let me start with this. Let me start with this. The Bible says, let your light so shine before men, not before God now. The light has to radiate enough it has to be bright enough for men to see and they will give glory to god meaning that service is first on men when men see your service and it is satisfactory enough they can give glory to the god you make making sense so in whatever you do whether you are a teacher, whether you are a tailor, whether you are an addresser, whether you are a conductor, whether you are a bus driver, every profession is approved of God, apart from 
people who are into fraud, people who are thieves, people um, people who make money from dubious means, apart from those ones, every good profession, God is in support of it. your duty is to do it in such a way that people will see God in that profession and they will give glory back to God. Meaning that as a teacher, there's a way you will teach and work in the school and with your colleagues and they will know that, no, there is a God in the life of this person that is helping him or that this person is reflecting and they can give glory back to God. Oh, for example, now, I'm having issues with people in my church because they call me pastor and I tell them, God has not called me to be a pastor. Fine, I walk mm-hmm. in dimensions of the spirit that you feel it is pastors that should walk in it. But the Bible says that as many as believed on him, to them gave he power. So mm-hmm. our pastors now, he's not talking about priest or prophets he says as many meaning that a conductor can even carry the power of god anybody basically anybody basically can carry so you don't have to be a pastor to you know to express the glory of god you understand you don't have to be a man of god you don't have to be a woman of god in fact this title pastor has been ridiculed when they call somebody pastor people don't want to believe them again because a lot of people have been pushed into this thing and in fact their character is not even fit for it so the truth of the matter is in whatever we do let us just make sure that we give glory back to God. Let people see Christ in us. The Bible says in the book of Acts that when the people of Antioch saw the disciples, they knew that they were with Christ. Hmm. When they saw them, when they saw their acts. So it means you can be a bricklayer and people will see you and they will say, no, this person knows God. This person has the fear of God. You know, people who actually fear God, people who actually profess God, even with their purpose, they are not the one who announce it. If you are the one telling people, I fear God, you don't fear God. If you are the one telling people, I know God, you don't know God. Until people around you can say, oh, this person is a child of God. That is when you actually are a child of God. So it does not mean that you have to be a man of the pulpit. The real apostles are in the marketplace. The real apostles are in the bank. They are in the, they are in the education sector. They are in the, they are in the, they are in the surveying sector. They are in the marketplace. I call, I call the word a marketplace. So the real apostles are not the ones on the altar. They are the apostles to the nations. And the apostles to the nations don't stay on the altar. They are the ones in every sector. He says, and in the last day, the mountain of the Lord shall be exalted. And in this world, we have seven mountains. We, we, we don't have to go into that. We have the mountain of politics. We have the mountain of education, entertainment, and all of those things. 
we have we have seven mountains so would you just um tell us this you may not go in details just um tell us like you said the mountain of politics so our audience can get to know this and do their own work from their end okay i'll just speak on a few of them you know in this world we have seven spheres of influence have seven spheres hmm. of influence we have i don't think i can lay my hands on them all but let me mention we have education we have politics we have religion we have entertainment and other hmm. ones like that so there is no way this you have to find yourself no matter what your purpose is it lies between one of these is seven so when you find yourself there already you are an apostle there your purpose is there your duty now is to allow men see god in that your purpose for example when trump was when trump was the president of the united states he would always profess jesus regardless of his character bias he would always profess jesus people knew it was not hard for anybody to know that this guy is a christian it was not hard for them to know now, that at every opportunity we have we reflect the glory of our create our creator hmm. Hmm. thank you so much thank you so much sir thank you so much sir now what's the purpose i mean what's the position of counseling as regarding to our purpose as regards our purpose what is the position of counseling because according to um the bible verse here it said in jeremiah it says before i formed you in the womb i knew you and um, before you were born uh, i consecrated you and i appointed you a prophet to the nation this was god speaking to prophet jeremiah yeah meaning that for you to understand your purpose you must have a close relationship with yes, god sir. And what happens to those? What happens to those that do not have a personal relationship with God? Those that have not met Jesus, how do they know their God's given purpose? How do they drive themselves to purpose if they don't know God? So that's why I'm asking: What is the position of counseling, in the sense that so many of us may not have been exposed to this to to God's um, purpose for our life? but directly or indirectly we must have had i listened to one of um this sermon from um dr dk luka that's the g of mfm he said a woman came to his church the woman um, she used to be a professor but that wasn't her purpose it was because she came and she was counseled so she was told okay this is what you should do and she went on doing that i get in it yes yeah, so we're asking so um when she went on doing what the geo that's dr lukoya told her that um, you're meant to do something different entirely different so go 
to what God has just said according to the Bible that says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them, meaning that that should be the old duty of man. And while you were talking about um, the seven, seven, is it seven, what did you call it, sir? Mountain. What, the sir? Seven the seven mountains. The seven mountains, yes, meaning that on any mountain we find ourselves, we must profess Christ. And you use the um, President Trump as a case study. Now, how can we be successful? Okay, back to the question. What is the position of counseling as regards purpose? Meaning, when we go for counseling and we are told this is what we should be, what should that person go about doing? When they tell you, okay, you should um, be, example, a pastor. I like to use that word, be a pastor, because it's it's actually dreadful. No person wants to be a pastor. If you tell me I want to be a pastor, tell me God wants me to be a pastor. I say, no, 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 no. It cannot work. Now, what, what should that person do? Should that person seek for clarity or just move on into what they've told him or her? I want you to explain this so we can get the right step. Okay, okay. The first thing we need to know is before you can even find purpose, you have to find God. Because mm. it is God who created you and who gave you the purpose. So nobody, no man of God can know God enough to describe why he has created you. No man of God can know you enough to explain to you why God has created you. No man of God has the manual or script of your life like God. That's why you see people go to men of God and they ask, I want to marry. You give them a lead. The man of God will pray and they will see that, okay, this one has a very great potential and they get they, they end up getting married and they have issues did the man of god see wrongly no he's so right that man is a good man but he's not good for you That's just that man is a good man but he's not good for you for example if i have a generating set in my house and I need a carburetor. There is an exact carburetor that can work for my generator. If I get another type, it may fit in, but it may not work perfectly. The mm. first thing is for us to know God. When you know God, everything will be set with every other thing. Every other thing. That's why the Bible says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And every other thing shall be added, including your purpose. Including your purpose. So, you know, they, te- they now teach us that in church that we seek the every other thing now and we neglect the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is the secret to finding purpose. When you find God, your purpose is not far-fetched. Your purpose is in God. Let me explain this. Your purpose is in God. You know, Paul was actually working for God. 
when he was so yeah yeah he, he was actually working for god mm. yes he was actually working for god because the bible says that moses gave them the law am i correct moses gave yeah. them the law and the pharisees and the sadducees were working according to the law so whoever does not obey that law they consider that person an enemy of god so he was mm-hmm. actually in his own way he was working for god and he feels he was working for god because he had not encountered that god he does not really know who that god is so the day he encountered god god spoke to him though he was physically blinded his eyes of the spirit were opened the moment he regained his sight bible said that he started preaching the gospel he started preaching mm-hmm. the gospel meaning he was working for god now in another dimension so it is very easy for someone to tell you you are a pastor that god wants you to be a pastor what kind of pastor you cannot just be any pastor there are people who are called into children ministry they are pastors there are people who are sent to prison for prison ministry they are pastors yeah yeah example, i work in a school i teach students and i preach the gospel to them i'm a pastor to them so now does that mm-hmm. mean that does that mean that i have to resign my work and go and face the work of a pastor no especially when god is not telling you to do that so if i if i quit my job and i say i want to face the work of a pastor there is no platform now Mm. there is no platform so when you are told this is what you are to a lot of us would have come across men of god or people would have said you are wasting your time doing this this is what god wants you to do it's not enough to know the what the most important thing is the how the bible said Cain and abel offered sacrifice now and god accepted the offering of abel rejected that of Cain. and when Cain was grumbling god said paraphrasing that if you had offered it according to pattern meaning that your how was wrong so some of us mm. we are working but our how is wrong the way we are going about it is wrong. and how do you know if you are actually doing it the right way is when you know god who actually has designed you for that purpose you find mm-hmm. when you find peace with him that is when you know that you are doing it well so if you if somebody tells you you have to be a teacher go to god ask god help me how do you want me to go about it and definitely mm-hmm. help you definitely mm-hmm. i don't believe in going to men of god saying pray for me see vision all of these things the Bible says that he has ordained us as priests and kings. So we have access to him. He will show you the way. 
So even if he cannot speak to you directly, if you have not grown enough to hear God in the process of your seeking his face, he can send somebody to you. This is not you seeking somebody now. This is not you going to somebody to say, I'm into this, please, what do I do? No, God is sending somebody to you who does not even have any business with you, who does not even understand your purpose. Is coming to give you that. So just go to God and ask Him the how. And mm. sorry for interrupting. Sorry, sorry for interrupting you. Yes, sir. Sorry for interrupting you. Are you trying to say seeking God's face through? Or- other people. Is it entirely bad? Is that what you're trying to say, or you're just trying to prove a point there? No, I'm not saying it's entirely bad. I'm not saying it's entirely bad. Like in the Bible, there was a time about, um, I think about five kings were against the king of Judah, and he called on Jehoshaphat. He said, let them go to war together. And Jehoshaphat said, let us go and inquire is there is there not a man of god that we can inquire from right and the man of god told them exactly what and how to go about it i'm not saying it is entirely wrong to seek the face of a man of god but why do you have to do that when the bible says in the book of acts that in the last days I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. So the same spirit that is upon the man of God you are going to is the same spirit that is upon you. Mm. Depends on how you give it expression, how much of time you dedicate to it. I don't know if you are getting now. So yes, the yes. spirit of God upon that person the same spirit of God. Now, if that person now tells you, go and do this, go and do that, there is a way the person will tell you, go and do this, go and do that, and your spirit will be against what he's saying. Because the Bible says, the spirit itself beareth witness in our spirit that we are So if the person is speaking, there is every possibility you don't find peace with what he's saying. Meaning that your spirit already as something registered that god has registered in you then why don't you allow it find expression why are you looking for somebody now to tell you what you know in your spirit so it's not if 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 a man is confused he can seek the face of god through other men who if you they they are genuine of god but you have to go through that stress. The moment Jesus died, the veil of the temple turned into two, and he has given us access, direct access to God. Hmm. All right, thank you, sir. Before we um, round the session of uh, today, how can we be successful? How can we be successful? Can we be fulfilled following our passion alone? Or following boats. If we are to follow boats, how do we manage 
both because obviously it's a lot following your passion same with following your purpose it's a whole lot so can we be to those that have not um, gotten their purpose can they ever be fulfilled following their passion can they be fulfilled for that one following the passion and two how do you manage both your passion and your purpose okay now um my Bible says, I know the thoughts that I have towards you. They are thought of good and not of evil, right? Meaning that yeah. God's plan and purpose for us is to be successful. Is mm. God does not want us to be failures. The moment He created us, He blessed us. He blessed us. Mm-hmm. So, the issue now lies with how much of sacrifice you are willing to make. You know, many of us, we disturb God with prayer points and God is like, God is even disturbing you with responsibility. Sometimes we pray to God and God is even praying to you. There was a time mm-hmm. that God was saying, and I sought for a man and I found none. A man who as an hedge and I found none. Okay, let's now talk about how you can be successful in um, pursuing your passion or your or your purpose. Now, um, let me make reference to the book of Joshua. When Joshua said, this book of the Lord shall not depart from the mouth, thou shalt meditate during day and night. And when you do this, that is when you find good success. Good success. Good success. success. So there is success and there is good success. Good success. Exactly my thoughts. There are levels of success. Now, it means that for you to be successful, you have to meditate on God's word for you. At the beginning of this year, I, I said something that the word that the Lord gave unto Jacob was for Israel. So there is God's mm. word for the public and there is God's word for you. You have to find God's word for you. The Bible said that when Jesus entered the temple, he was reading and he saw a place that was written concerning him. Mm. If, you, if you continue to read what is written concerning another man, there is every possibility that you fail in life. There is mm. possibility. Meaning you should follow what you... There is something written concerning you. And the moment you find it, your mind is registered with it. In fact, you become one with it. You pursue it rigorously. You just know there is a knowing. You just know that this is possible. You just know that this is for me so how you can be successful the moment you know what your purpose is the moment you know what your purpose is the bible says that the things that have been written are for time they are for our learning so you look for men look for men there is a genealogy of people who have passed through the same thing who have passed through the same thing Bible says we are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses who have passed through what we have passed through. 
So the, the, there was a route they passed that if you surely pass through, you, you will succeed. And if God does not want you to pass through that route, he can create a new one for you. That is why your relationship with God must be intact firstly. Hmm. So you don't miss it. You don't miss it. Now, concerning passion, can a man be successful following his passion? Yes, but it cannot be fulfilled. Hmm. So, so there are, these things are two different worlds apart. Yeah, there are two yeah, things apart. Different worlds apart. Okay, let me explain how passion can make a man successful. The Bible says that the gift of a man makes way for him. So your gift, which is your passion, can create way for you. It can it can help you sit at the top. It can help you meet with kings. But we have seen men who who would engage in certain things. Let's say maybe they are bankers and. and at the end of their life. They end up selling everything they have to now begin to pursue their purpose. Hmm. Meaning that what their passion has been for years and they have accomplished a lot through it has not brought them fulfillment. That fulfillment is key. And that, uh, and that is very, very dangerous. That is very, very dangerous. That's very dangerous that mm. a man should live and at the end of his life, on his deathbed, he should be regretting or he should regret that he did not fulfill his destiny. No matter how much you you have success, no matter how much successful you are, no matter how much money you have, fulfillment is key. If you don't find fulfillment, you know, there are people who don't just, they, they, there's this joy that is missing in their life politicians, top officials in government parastatals, they are, they, are, they are wealthy. But the truth is they are not fulfilled because they are not in their God-given purpose. They are not working in it. So you see people who sell all that they have acquired with their passion mm. just pursue their purpose. So you can be successful with passion. There is no doubt about it. Nobody is arguing with you. But if you have not found purpose, in fact, your passion may be even greater than your purpose. Mm. Your passion may be greater than your purpose. Meaning, it, it is not about what is greater. It is about, about what, what brings fulfillment. What is important. Now, let, let's look at the life of David now. David was ordained to be a priest. David was ordained to be a priest, but David's passion was to direct flocks. Now, it was when he was following his passion that Samuel came and he was like, what you are doing is wrong. God has chosen you to direct flock, but it is not animals, it is his flock. So God called him out of that. And that was only mm-hmm. successful. Mm. 
All right, thank you so much, sir. Lastly, lastly, what can I do? It is obvious I do not know anything, but now I am in this mess already. I'm in this state of dilemma. I don't know what choice to make. Because knowing now from what you've said, you're trying to tell me that for me to be successful, my fulfillment is key. And I can only get fulfillment when I follow my purpose. Now, what do I do? I have lost it. I have lost it. Now, there's no going back to that very moment where I was between the two poles of choices. Now, I made the wrong choice. Now, what do I do since I made the wrong choice? I want to follow my purpose now. How do I find it? What should I do to get back on track? Okay. Now, there is no problem or challenge without a solution. There is what is called mercy in the economy of God. Mercy is more than unmerited access. Mercy is what makes God go out of his way and favor a man as we feel should face judgment. So if you've missed it, you're not the first person to miss it. It's not the end of your life. In fact, for you to know alone that you have missed it is a sign that you are on the right track. Like I read some time ago that the, the, the worst person on earth is a man running on the wrong track. So, and discover early that you have missed it. Mm. It's a sign that God loves you and that you have even discovered yourself. So if you have missed it, there is no, mm. there is no there is no issue in beating yourself and feeling bad about it. The first thing is just go back to God. The Bible says the arms of the Lord are not short, his ears are not heavy. And he said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. He says, Come, he's calling you. So when you go unto him, it is until you come unto him and he will give you direction. Look at, look at that woman, look at that Samaritan mm. woman at the way. When Jesus went to her and he was speaking to her and he was speaking to her and he was speaking to her, she was on the wrong track already. And the moment Jesus finished speaking to her, her original purpose in life was to become an evangelist. The moment she left there, she went and she started proclaiming the gospel. Come and see a man who has told me everything about my life and this, that. And some people came, those ones believed in Jesus, and others came and others came like that. Some people believed in her, even without seeing Jesus. But others who needed clarity and who needed to see that what she was saying was correct, they came to him. So meaning that if you have missed it, the first thing is go back to God. Go back to God. Go back when to you God. go back to God, he will show you, he will direct you. You know, I've seen a lot of people who come to me and they'll be like, This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. 
and I feel this is not what God wants me to do. What they expect me to say is, I'll pray with you and whatever God says, I'll let you know. But we don't grow that way. What I tell them, go and pray God. And in my closet, I'll be praying that, oh God, please open the eyes of understanding. Open the eyes of understanding of this person. Let him see so that he will come back and tell me what you want him to do. So God will speak to that person. So you go back to God, ask him for direction, and ask that mercy speaks for you. Can, mercy can shorten your journey. What you have lost in 10 years, mercy can just bring it. Look at what happened to Mephibosheth. David said, is there anybody left in the house of Jonathan that I may show mercy, that I may have mercy on him? And they brought Mephibosheth. Look at what mercy did to him. And the Bible says, thou shalt arise oh. and have mercy upon Zion for the time to favor her. Yeah, the set time is come. Meaning that mercy can open the door of favor. Mm. When God shows you mercy. It is mercy you need. If you have missed it, it is mercy. You know, we feel mercy is for sinners. No. Bible says it is by the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed. So, we need mercy. If you have missed it, go back to God. Speak to God is your father. God is your father. He loves you. So go back to him and create a relationship with him. Away with all these philosophies that God is. It is hard to hear from God. God does not speak to everybody and all of these things. The Bible cannot lie. The Bible cannot lie. Poured out the spirit upon all flesh. So go to him. When you find God, you find your purpose. Honestly, when you find God, you will find your purpose. All right. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you so much. So thank you. I, in fact, all you've said is. I never expected them. I never expected them. So if you're out there and you're listening to this um, series and you've missed it, the very best thing to do is go back to God. Go back to God. Thank you, sir, for coming on the show. I'm very sure shortly, soonest, we'll invite you again to another powerful episode on what do I know? But what do I know? I really know nothing thank you for coming to the show mr okay like i said i call him bro steve thank you for coming to the show bro steve okay, thank you so me. much let me just add this let me just add this All right. um i wrote something down here i've not even touched everything i wrote or anything i wrote but let me just say this you see the greatest problem we have is the problem of our mind the because your mind is a battlefield between the realm of the spirit and the physical realm. Your mind is your intelligent quotient. Your mind is where you receive impulses. So if you you if you have issues with your passion and your purpose, your mind cannot be at rest. That's why you can see a rich man who is emaciating. 
if, mm. if your mind is not at rest if your mind is not at rest it's either you are not at peace with god or you are not working in purpose is it mm. at peace with god or you are not working in purpose so you have to open up your mind to receive possibilities from god if your mind possibilities mm. from god then allow it find expression by renewing that mind allow it find expression by submitting your body offering yourself unto him once your mind is renewed once your mind is renewed you begin to communicate with god every day and your purpose will just fall into place all right all right thank you sir thank you so much for that additional input so if you've been following your passion it just means that you are giving your mind a candy there's something we call mind candy meaning a kind of um, pleasures that serves no higher purpose a diversion that serves no higher purpose so in this kind of case what do you do what do you do that's easy. you just you have, have to bleach. you have to all right you just have to bleach bleach your brain you bleach your brain and how do you do this go back to god go back to god god is just the old source of inspiration that we need to follow our purpose thank you so much once again sir personally me have learned a lot and i'm going to take note of all these things and would correct the wrong choices i've made thank you sir for coming on show uh, i'm not enough to say god bless you <laughs> so with all my listeners my friends and myself and my family to come i am saying thank you sir thank you for your time god bless you sir I'm tired. <laughs> But how can I be? The session was amazing. How can I be tired? So thank you all for listening. So tomorrow we promise to come up with something good, something greater, something greater. I won't be telling you about what it is, but if you really enjoy this show, if you really enjoy the first episode that we've just brought to you, kindly leave a feedback kindly send us a message kindly like favorite do everything you can to support us thank you and stay woke stay woke